0: Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone, and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, KendraPatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everybody. It has been a few weeks. I couldn't record last week because of the ongoing construction in my house. Unfortunately, uh, it's just really noisy. <laughs> and even when it's not, I can't record when there are like people in my house. Uh, Especially strangers, because I just don't feel the space around me that I need to kind of be free. Anyway, uh, the guys were here today too, but they left early, so I figured that I would try to get in a shorty episode for y'all before my afternoon appointments. I wanted to give you a little bit of an update on how things are going on my polishing drafts of the novel, and then give you some thoughts about, uh, voice, creative voice, that I have been thinking about lately. So as you know, I recently finished draft 10 of my novel, which really is the draft that finished it in the sense that it's pretty close <laughs> to, uh, I hope, a place where I can put it out into the world. And a lot of changes occurred in that particular draft. It included a lot of rewriting, a lot of alterations having to do with bringing out more plot making the novel a bit more plot forward. And I am now in the midst of what I have been referring to as polishing drafts. And while it's technically one draft, I'm doing so many things as I work through the novel again that I'm considering this to be multiple drafts because I'll probably end up doing a lot of different passes. And one of the things that I'm adding in at this late a stage which may seem odd for me to be doing this at the end, but it makes sense. And I'll I'll explain in a moment why is voice. And when I refer to voice, this really encompasses in my mind, two things. There's character voice. So the particulars of each of the characters that have points of view. So I have two POV characters in this novel, how they see the world, how they are in the world, their personality characteristics, that's character voice. And then there's my voice as a writer, and that's a much more complex thing. And I'm sort of reaching into the guts of my novel and pulling out all of those simultaneously, the two character voices and my own voice as narrator, even though this novel is written in deep POV. So my voice as a narrator isn't explicitly present on the page. What that means is that I'm writing from fully within both of my characters, rather than from an omniscient point of view, or from a narrator's point of view. These are kind of like technical writerly things. (laughs) And I don't know if they make sense for those of you who aren't writers, but an omniscient point of view means that you're going in and out of a lot of different characters. And a narrator's point of view is you're There's like almost like a separate character that has a more from a distant and outside perspective of what's going on. And that's a technique that I'm actually hoping to use in my next novel. But just naturally, I've always written from deep POV, which, again, is when you inhabit your characters from the inside and everything that's expressed in the novel is through their eyes rather than from any outside perception. And this is a really good way to have to do unreliable narrators, because what the reader is absorbing is like a 100% through that character's eyes. And characters only see certain things, right? Just like human beings were largely blind to many of the things going on around us. We, we all have a very particular perspective. We see the world in a, in a particular way. We all inhabit our own world, so to speak. And that's a really important part of my novel because ultimately that's kind of like the major underlying theme is how we all live in these separate worlds. We're kind of atomized. So it's really important that each of my characters is distinct. One of them, Mara, is kind of hard-edged and sardonic. The other one, Esme, is more soft, more sensual. She's also from a previous era, so she's a little bit more old-fashioned in her language that she uses and her internal dialogue. Those are the kinds of things that comprise character voice. But even though I'm writing from deep POV, there's still a writer's voice. My voice is still there. So that's what I wanted to talk briefly about today is what is a writer's voice, even when it's not explicit on the page, in the sense of having an actual narration voice in your novel? Why is it important? And how do you develop it? Let's start with why it's important, because that's the easiest (laughs) one, I think, to understand. It's important because it is distinctive to you. And it's what brings your unique experiences, insights, perceptions of things to the page. I think most of us when we start out writing, and this is probably true of any of the arts, and I expect that the concept of voice exists in any art that you undertake. And I'd love to hear from those of you who aren't writers how this is talked about, how it's conceived in your particular field. But... Writers usually start out with not exactly copying, but endeavoring to be like or emulate other writers that they've read, that they have admired, enjoyed. Your voice is always there from the very beginning because your voice is your, your, your true authentic self, but it can take a while to, to bring it out. I'm sure there are some writers who sit down and immediately, uh, their voice comes out. And I think that Was the case for me when I was writing as a teenager, but then you start to try to make your writing better. And in a way, I went through this process of like losing my voice before I could find it again. I don't know if that's a typical experience, but it's really interesting now that I feel like I'm rediscovering my voice to look back at a lot of the stuff I used to write when I was a teenager. And it is really similar in, in style and tone and subject matter to what is coming out now in this novel. And what's coming out now in this novel is super, super different from what was coming out five years ago, even three years ago, in the beginning stages of writing it. I found an old file, actually, from 2020, which really doesn't feel like that long ago, or maybe it feels like a million years ago. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I read through it and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like this isn't even the same novel. It's not recognizable at all. My voice is still there, though. Uh, so, so what is voice? Voice really is, in my opinion. Obviously, there are a lot of different opinions on this. It's the mixture of every aspect of your novel, or, or rather, your writing style that makes it uniquely you. So tone. Just sort of the way you write your word choices, your sentence structures, the way you put ideas together, the way you, you cut up your writing into paragraphs. So those are like stylistic techniques, the subjects you like to write about, and this is the part of your voice that might be the most consistent over time as you're learning to write, the way that you perceive your subjects. So a lot of people write about the same things, right? There are a lot of people out there writing, especially right now, about women's issues and from women's perspectives, but the way that I write about those issues versus the way someone else does is going to be utterly different, even if we have the same exact idea for a novel. This is why you never have to worry that your idea is is uh, somehow going to be too similar to someone else's. As long as you're you're really expressing yourself from within your own voice, it's going to be its own thing. And you can start out with the same exact idea as someone else and you will come out with something totally different as your novel evolves. And the way that you develop voice simply put is by writing and writing a lot over a long period of time. There are really no shortcuts to this. And like I said, I feel like voice is something that comes out when you're Unself-consciously writing. And that's really, really difficult to do. But it's often something that when you first start writing is true before you've really had time to start thinking about what you should be doing or what you need to be doing to make your writing good. There's sort of a natural expression of yourself that hopefully you'll be able to come back around to, but in a more conscious and intentional way after you've been writing for a long time and understand the mechanics of writing and the mechanics of the particular art form that you're using to express yourself through writing. And you'll be able to enter that unselfconscious, confident space again. I think, though, that the important thing to understand about finding your voice is that you'll only find it if you let go of emulation, And this can be so difficult because when you look at the art that's out there, that's available, it's easy to elevate those examples as the way it should be done. And I still do this all the time. I'll pick up a book and start reading and think, okay, so this book, this writer discovered the secret (laughs) to writing a novel and I need to learn from them. And that in and of itself isn't a bad thing. But when you hold one individual example up as almost like your higher power, that's going to get in the way of you expressing yourself in your own voice. And I find it very difficult personally to not do that, even at this late of a stage. I have to just keep reminding myself to go back to my text and do deep immersion work in it. Because I find that the only way... To let my voice emerge is by putting myself into that text and letting my writing, my revisions, my polishing emerge from what is there already on the page and what I have inside of myself. It's kind of this alchemical process, if you will. But when you're not actually in that, when you're sort of in the space of objectively looking at your work or thinking about what you want to write that day, it's really impossible to. Like those are two entirely different brain states, two different places, two different worlds, even if you want to look at it that way, and you can't understand one from the other. The only way to have your voice emerge, to develop your voice, is to immerse yourself in the work and do it from the inside. It's a difficult, very slow process that, for me at least, is full of doubt and stops and starts. And this is where you just have to trust yourself and trust that everything you need is within yourself, because that is exactly what voice is. It's, it's everything that is inside yourself already. And the only way to develop it is to look entirely to yourself 100%. We're not used to doing that at all. And I don't know if there are many people in this world who don't to some degree, look to others for authority as to how to do things. And this is natural, obviously. I mean, this is just what we do as human beings. But when you're a creative or an artist, you have to look 100% to yourself, or at least that's My experience in terms of writing, I think that there are a lot of collaborative arts out there, and that's a totally different thing. And some people might say, well, every artist is a collaborative artist in a sense, because you're absorbing things around you, and you're you're having conversations in your work with other artistic works that you've experienced. And that's true. That's true. But voice is something that is 100% individually yours. That's what I'm trying to say here you will only find it in yourself. I'm just trying to convey how challenging that is to not only grasp, but to attempt. So don't be too hard on yourself. If you're like, what is this voice thing? I don't know. I don't even know what it is, let alone how to develop it. You just have to sit down, immerse yourself in your work. And th- that's the only way to do it. Like I said, no shortcuts. And eventually. It'll start coming out and you'll be able to kind of sort of recognize it, but not fully. And that's another challenge to voice is that voice is so natural to who we are. It is who we are, that it can be difficult to really see it ourselves. It's like, you know how we can't really hear our own voices in the same way that other people do? It's That's kind of like the same with voice. (laughs) I mean, that is voice. (laughs) That is exactly what, what what the problem with voice is, both your literal voice and your narrative uh, author voice. Okay, so I think that that sort of gives you an idea of what my thoughts are right now on this mysterious thing called voice, and how to work with it, how to develop it, how to find it. All of this may not be new information to those of you who are writers, but what I want to talk about next might be, it certainly was for me when I started seeing this in my own work, I am discovering, and because I haven't done much research on this subject yet, I don't know if this is a common experience, but voice doesn't seem to me to be consistent across different types of writing. There are definitely aspects of my voice that are always present, but I'm discovering that the way I write novels is super different from the way that I write essays or short stories. To me, it's an entirely different type of writing and it, it's like they, they almost have nothing in common with each other. I I would say that the way that I experience writing short pieces feels very clear and pure and writing a novel feels very thick and sticky. And it's it's just it's just different. And my writing voice is is like much more lyrical in short pieces which is one of the reasons i always like kind of identified as a literary fiction author and it's much more sort of a uh, well literary i guess and i'm discovering that when i write novels that's that's not the case at all it's it's uh much more almost uh, cerebral and straightforward it's um, again, it's really difficult to describe your own voice. And, and and this is only one aspect of voice. This I'm talking about style here. Uh, and, and there are other aspects that, that are, are different between my short and my longer style of writing. But that really kind of surprised me and wasn't something that I was expecting. I guess I was expecting that I would write novels and they would just be longer versions of short stories, at least insofar as the story goes, like they would be an expansion on and a complexifying of a short story. And and that's true. But I'm discovering that the writing itself isn't simply more of (laughs) like the kind of writing I do in short stories. This is something I'm still grappling with. And a lot of this discovery has to do with my evolving a new understanding of myself as a more genre oriented writer. This isn't to say that genre writing can't be lyrical, or that literary writing can't be straightforward. But for me personally, this is the way it seems to be playing out. I'm kind of unsure what to do with this this difference, this knowledge right now, in my less confident moments, I wonder if it means that novels are like the complete wrong form of writing for me to do. But I don't I don't think that's true. Because I think that basically, we decide what we want to do. And if we want to do it, then it's the right thing for us to do. And it doesn't particularly matter, like if if we excel at it or not. But but as you can probably hear, I'm I'm just not sure how To understand what is happening at this point with my writing. I really don't. I've lost any perspective in terms of what my writing even is in terms of a style or tone or anything like that. I mean, I can see it, but at the same time, it's just so different from what I have been expecting and have been doing up till recently that I just haven't been able to absorb those changes. I'm choosing to see this as a good thing. <laughs> I certainly hope this is some kind of breakthrough and not a breakdown. But you know, the creative process just like knocks you upside the head all the time. And you just you just have to roll with it. You really do you you can't, you can't try to wrangle that process. Uh, my brain wants to, you know, because of all the fears that come up and insecurities, but you just have to let it happen and go with it. And remain focused on process rather than destination. Even when you do have a goal in mind, even when you do have a destination in mind, you have to hold that loosely, and sort of outside of the central understanding that it is that process and the process of transformation that you go through as you create something that that's the that's that's the thing. That's the the creative part. And it's going to be what it's going to be. I think that that is what finding your voice means. So it's it's more than just finding your voice. It's kind of like finding yourself in a way. And that's what I've said all along is that, to me, creative process is something that affects the transformation of elements and of yourself in the world. If you're familiar with tarot, and you all know that I, I really enjoy tarot uh, as a system of symbology, as... A form of sequential storytelling as a way of delving into personal psychology and emotion. One of the major arcana cards, which is the first one, they start at zero, so it's number one. So actually, it's the second one. It's called the Magician. And the Magician has all the elements of the tarot. There are four elements on the table in front of him or her, depending on your deck or they, them. And He's like an alchemist who uses those elements to make a transformation of something that isn't physical in the world and puts it through this alchemical process and manifests it into the world as something real. That's what I see the creative process as being, essentially. And I don't think that you can emerge from that work unchanged. So finding your voice is allowing that process to change you, allowing your your work, your art to change you as you are changing the world as you're transforming something and putting it out into the world. So it's kind of like as you find your voice, your voice finds you. It's this mutually constitutive process. I want this to sort of serve as a lead into a topic that I actually had on my list to do next, but have decided to put off because it's such a big and unwieldy topic and probably could be divided up into many episodes. But that's the topic of transition. Transitions in life, transitions in art. And transitions really require transformation. That's why they can be so difficult. That's why we always get stuck in life and find making the changes we know we want to make, we know we need to make. Why that's so hard because transformation itself is incredibly frightening. It truly is venturing into the unknown. And I think it can help to see finding your artistic voice as something like that. It's not only your authentic self and what you've always had in you all along, but it's the transformative capacities that you possess inside yourself that allow you to meet the challenges of the creative process and life in general and make something different and new out of those experiences. I'm going to leave it there because I've got a bunch of stuff I need to take care of this afternoon and I am a bit late in getting to recording today. Thanks so much for spending this time with me, being patient while I attempt to do my art Around and with all of this construction going on in my house, it's been going on for about a month now. I'll definitely have some things to say about attempting to work while having constant noise and strangers in your house day in and day out for a month. It will be over very soon, and uh, you know it hasn't been awful, awful, and everyone's been really nice. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been uh, you know it's been stressful. <laughs> to say the least. Okay, I hope everyone's doing well. And uh, I will see you should be two weeks for my next episode. Happy working on your own creative projects. And keep me in your thoughts as I continue to wrestle with these polishing drafts. The end is in sight. But sometimes some days it still seems as far away as ever. That's just the way it goes. Alrighty, I'll see you later. Bye.